Good morning. Thank you so much for being with us today. And to those of you who are watching online, thank you for being with us. We're glad that you are here. Before we jump into the word, uh, Philippians chapter 3, talking about the way forward, uh, one of my friends who's an airline pilot sent me this, and I think it's going around some of the pilots and uh, airline people. Here's what it would say to us today. Hello, welcome to flight 2022. We are preparing to take off into the new year. Please make sure your attitude and blessings are secured and locked in an upright position. All self-destructive devices should be turned off at this time. All negativity, hurt, and discouragement should be put away. Should we lose altitude under pressure during the flight, reach up and pull down a prayer. Prayers will automatically be activated by faith. Once your faith is activated, you can assist other passengers. There will be no baggage allowed on this flight. The captain, God, has cleared us for takeoff. It's pretty good, isn't it? That's pretty good. Yes, you don't, you don't got to clap, but you can. Uh, it's good. Here we are. Can you believe it's 2022 already? I mean, my goodness. And I know a lot of us are praying for a better, a better year. And we'll put that in, leave that in God's hands, and then we'll play the role that God wants us to as well. If you're a guest here today, by the way, thank you for being with us as well. Okay, you know we kind of stand up here for the reading of the word, so we'd like to read a portion. Stand with me, Philippians chapter 3. There's a lot of this we could read, but we're going to read verses 12 through 14, just, just right there. We're talking about the way forward. We're going to unpack that a little as uh, the teaching team prepares the next several weeks of messages on this theme. Not that I've already obtained this, Paul's speaking here. I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Boy, I love that, don't you? Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Father, we pray you take this familiar passage and make it real and alive for us this morning. In Christ's name, amen. You may be seated. Well, as we begin uh, 2022, last service, I ended up saying 2020 a lot, and so I want to make sure I get it right this time. 2022 is where we're at. Pastor Daniel mentioned people are posting stuff online about what they predict or what their words for this time, and I have some futuristic thoughts of what's going to happen in 2022, like everyone else. Are you ready? Six of them, maybe seven. First is this, I believe the pandemic will be over in three months. I believe, number two, the Republicans and Democrats will agree to get along and put the country before politics. I believe the Federal Reserve actually has a plan to curb inflation. I believe Facebook and Twitter will find their conscience and stop serving the Dark Lord Sauron. I believe Ben and Jerry's will take all the calories out of their ice cream. I think the Mariners will win the World Series and Russell Wilson will be declared the series MVP. Well, let's be honest about all that. None of that's really going to happen, but I do believe this. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? And that's our hope. This last service, they still had the cross over there, and I'm I'm starting to look for it, and I get a little antsy, and so Pastor Daniel and Brent were kind enough to bring it up on stage. The cross has to be the center of what we believe. Amen? It always has to be about Jesus Christ. And so if these other things don't happen then we're going to have to find a way as the church, the body of Christ, to press through, to keep moving forward, to continue living, to continue being what the Bible calls light and salt to a lost and dying world, to experience hope in the face of hopelessness, to experience peace through the chaos, to experience joy in the face of despair, 
and to love those people that are without question going to irritate us in 2022. This is the call of the church. This is the call of the followers of Jesus. And that's why we're here today. Historically, humanity's always, always tried to move forward, always press through. That for the most part, we don't quit, we don't give up, we keep pressing. And you look at scripture as Israel looked for a way to move forward out of bondage and to find the promised land. When the armies of Israel were standing on, on the ridge looking over and seeing a giant and, and an army, they were looking a way to move forward. When those three children, those three Hebrew children were standing in front of a fire, no doubt they were looking for a way forward. And when Peter and the disciples were out on a boat and the storm was raging, they were looking for a way forward as well. Now, what comes to my mind, and I didn't say this last service, in all those instances, in that, those contexts, it was always God that came through. It was always God who made a way. It was God who helped them and will help us today move forward. In the face of whatever we deal with this, this coming year, the one certainty is this, that we are called as Christ followers, fully devoted followers of the Lord Jesus Christ to press, press forward in the face of whatever comes against us. And no one can tell the future. No one can read the tea leaves. No one can do any of that stuff. So we simply have to trust in our Lord. That's what it, why it's called walking by faith. It's because we don't know what the future holds, but as the cliche is, and it's so right, we do know who holds the future. And his name is Jesus. The way forward has to be carefully considered. And I want, I want us to take pause in the beginning of 2022, this first weekend. You've got to consider the way forward. How are you going to move forward in 2022? It's important today. To be honest, the Bible would say in Proverbs 14 and 12 that there's a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. And we're seeing that all around us. We're seeing death and destruction, despair, depression, anxiety, and all those things all around us because we're really not looking toward the one that can see us through, whose name is Jesus. A lot appears right out there, but it isn't. To be honest, there will be lots of opinions that appear to be facts, but they're, they're not. There will be sources that we as human beings are prone to listen to that will appear to be authentic, but they are indeed fake. There will be causes that appear to be worthwhile even for us Christ followers, but they simply satisfy our craving for control and distract us from the gospel. My prayer for you is let nothing distract us from the gospel of Jesus Christ today. Let nothing, absolutely nothing distract us from who Jesus is. C.S. Lewis uh, said these words, and again, we quote him fairly often around here. He said, I think if you look at the present state of the world, it's pretty plain that humanity has been making some big mistakes. We're on the wrong road, and, and, that is, and if that is so, we must go back. Going back is the quickest way forward, or going on forward. Well, what he's talking about, he's saying, if you want to move forward, if you're heading the wrong direction, there's no point in continuing to go the wrong direction. You need to turn around. What he's saying, in the, and this is from a quote by Mere Christianity, you need to turn around, get back to Jesus, and then start moving forward again, because that's the only way you're going to get to where you want to go. I know I was talking fast there, but that was a lot to say. You got to go back to go forward if you need to get back to who Jesus is. And make no mistake, we will never apologize for preaching Christ and him crucified here at Calvary Community Church. So, so how do we move forward in 2022? And it's a question we ask every year, quite honestly. It's nothing new. How do we move forward in 2022? Well, first of all, you got to find a trusted voice. You got to find someone that you believe in. And I'm not talking about the pastors at Calvary Community Church. I'm not talking about, I lovingly say those knuckleheads out there you got to find someone you can trust, and it's usually found in the Word of God. It's usually found in someone who will point you not to themselves, but to the King of kings and Lord of lords. 
You've got to find a reliable source who will have your best interest at heart, who will focus in, someone who will point to the message of Jesus Christ. Well, most of us in this room already know the Apostle Paul fits that bill. Paul's writing, the Apostle Paul's writing over and over, never points us to Paul. It always points us back to Jesus. He's a follower of Jesus, period. Each of his letters can be trusted. And what we're going to do in the next few weeks is pull out some key points that help us move forward in 2022. 2022. Now, we're going to begin with verse 1. And this is for me, not for you, but it bears reading today. It says this, Philippians 3 and 1. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to use no trouble to me and is safe for you. In other words, listen, it's no problem for me to keep coming back to Jesus because he's the center of all that we do here. It's no trouble for me to keep preaching Christ and him crucified. And I know that sometimes you might get sick of it, but at the end of the day, you need to understand that that's the only way you're going to make it through. It's the only way when we focus on his life, death, resurrection, ascension, and one day coming back, if you're not focused on that, Paul said this, I have no problem to keep preaching that because it's safer for you if I do. Because we as human beings, we have the tendency to get so easily distracted. Something new and shiny pops up and we go, ooh. And what, what a pastor's role, a real pastor's role, is never to tell you what he thinks. It's always to point you back to Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ. So no matter how many shiny balls you're going to see out there when you walk in this place, you're always going to be pointed back to Jesus and the message. Not as a, as a pretense or an escape from the world, but if you want to change the world, you've got to do it through the lens of who Jesus is. It's the only way to do it. And so Paul said, it's no trouble for me, so I hope it's okay with you guys because that's where we're going. He said this in Philippians 2 and 3. He said, he said look out for dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. Now, let me give you the title of this first. Uh, can you, did, could, is there a title behind that? The way forward. This is, this is number one. This is number one. Know who you are. That's important. I had to come back. See, the best way forward is to go back. Know who you are. Now the verse. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the, uh, are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. We put no confidence in the flesh. We're all about worshiping. We're worshipers. We are people who want to live for the glory of God. That's who we are. And once we know that, then when Judaizers and when people who want to divert the message to something else, who want to give you their own 15 minutes of what they think, you have an anchor for your soul that, that can spot them. But the way you do that is you have to know who you are first. So I'll ask the question right up front. Do you know who you are? Well, a, a cursory walk through scripture will tell you several things. It will tell you this. I'm going to put this in the first person and, and, and you, you take it. I'm a child of God. I'm a friend of Jesus. I've been justified and redeemed. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm a fellow heir with Christ. I'm a saint. In Christ, I have wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. The Holy Spirit lives within me. God leads me in triumph and knowledge of Christ Jesus. I'm a new creature in Christ. I've been set free. I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. 
The Bible says I'm holy, chosen, and blameless before God. The Bible says I am sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I am made alive with Christ. I am God's workmanship, created for good works. I'm a member of Christ's body and partaker of his promise. My new self is righteous and holy. The peace of God guards my heart. God supplies my need. I'm a citizen of heaven. Do you know who you are today? You're a child of God. And once you get that down, and once you know who you are when when silly happens... And, and when wolves and when evildoers and mutilators of the flesh, and there's a huge backstory to all that that Paul just said. When these people come into our lives, you have an anchor that says, wait a minute, I know who I am. And what you're saying is not in alignment with who I am. I say, well, Pastor Ray, will people try to do that? Well, just look back at the last year and it'll be a good barometer for what's coming in the next year. People will always try to preach their message. And the only message that has any validity is the message of Christ. The only message. Yeah, but Ray, that's not flashy. That doesn't stir my emotions and get me angry and all worked up so I can go hit somebody. It's not supposed to. It's supposed to make you not stand but yield and kneel before the presence of the living God. That's the message, the gospel. Well, I don't know, Ray. I'd rather, yeah, I know what we'd rather do because we're sinful flesh. Is that okay to say? Is that still legal? We're sinful flesh. But the Spirit of God comes in and says, that's, not who you, that's who you used to be. That's not who you are. Right? So know who you are. And so when these other things come, you can stand up against them. I will not let these things come in. Neither will I let... <laughs> oh, first year. Here we go. Neither will I let social media, CNN, Fox News, QAnon, the far right, the far left, or religious knuckleheads keep me from who I am in Christ. Is that okay to say? I know, I, 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 hopefully I offended all of you. If you're getting your daily dose from these folks, you're just, I see I caught myself. I, I, you're mistaken. It's the word of God. It's the writings of scripture. It's the spirit of the living God. It's Jesus. Uh, you know, remember when these things come and, and you hear silliness out there, you need to say, listen, I'm a child of God, I'm a worshiper, and I do all things to the glory of the risen Lord. Number two, that one didn't go over well. Number two, know how to count. Know how to count. The way forward, number two, know how to count. Paul said in four through six, know though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, Pharisee, as to zeal, persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Now see, this list to you and I isn't all that big a deal, but to people who are receiving this letter, man, that says a lot. Paul was a big shot. He was the man. I mean, he was a Pharisee. He was perfect in all his ways. And he, he said, listen, if you, have, if, you, if you have confidence in who you are, I have more confidence who I was. But then Paul does the math. Paul does the math. He looks at the things that consumed his life. He understands the old Paul, educated, passionate, righteous under the law. But he does the math. He knows how to count. You want to know that the totally came up with? He does all the math and he comes up with zero. All these things. All these great accomplishments. All the things that seem to matter to everyone else. Paul says, in light of Christ, they add up to zero. Kind of brings us to number three. The way forward uh, is to know what really is important. And Paul knew. I love this passage. He said, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss 
for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing, I love this, this is poetry, because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Christ Jesus, my Lord. So he stacks up all his accomplishment. He stacks up all the things that he's done. He looks around. He says, none of this means anything in light of the surpassed knowledge of knowing Jesus. Not the corner office, not the CEO over your name, popularity, prestige, power. None of these things add up. They don't measure up to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. How do you feel about that today? In light of this world and how we like to keep score and how we like to keep count, when you add everything up in light of who Jesus is, what is the number you come up with? I pray it's zero today. None of these things matter in light of knowing who Jesus is. Knowing Jesus isn't something, it's everything. So the question is, who or what will we value in 2022? Who or what will we value? Pastor Daniel mentioned holy discontent. We've talked about it from this platform many times. Holy discontent. What will make you discontented enough with your life that finally says, I'm getting into rooted? I'm going to make coming and, and worshiping with the saints of God a, a regular thing. I'm off on a tangent. What will make you so discontented with the way this world is going that will make you pour your life into the scripture and let the scripture pour itself into you? What will you say is something we do say a lot around here. When will we say enough's enough? It's time to know who we are. It's time to press forward. It's time to, to, to value the right things in 2022. Way forward number four. You know, there's an old saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Have you heard it? Turns out it's true. Turns out it's true. Verses 10 and 11. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in death and that by any means possible I may, may, I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Paul says this, I love this passage of scripture, that I may know him, meaning Jesus. Not simply know about him, but that I may know him. That I may know Christ and I may know the power of his resurrection, that same power that raised Christ from the dead is available to me. How, how do I experience the power of the Holy Spirit in my life? That I'm willing to press in and, and live for Jesus in such a way that it will eventually bring suffering to my life because people will not like the message of Christ. And that can happen in a family. There will be people this Christmas who didn't worship and celebrate the way that you did. There will be people in your family and your friends and your associate, and who knows, but down the road, maybe in our, in our culture where preaching Christ is no longer allowed, what will we be willing to do then? Will I rejoice in his sufferings? Will it come to the place where the resurrection of life, when Jesus comes again, will that mean so much to us that we'll, we'll be like the first century Christians and say, we don't care what the cause is. Throw me in the lion's den, throw me in the Colosseum, cut me with a knife, do whatever you want. But as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord because Jesus is my everything. How will we live in these times that, that may be fast approaching? Paul says that I may know Jesus, the power of his resurrection, that I may be willing to suffer Again, it's not that we're hiding behind Jesus, but if we're going to go change the world, you better have Jesus out in front of you, behind you, and to each side of you. If Jesus doesn't go before us, then what's the point? Well, Pastor Ray, I've got to get my 15 minutes of fame. We've seen the, we've seen the destructive power of that. Now it's time to say, Jesus, let it be your message today. Way forward number five is this. 
No, you haven't arrived. No, you haven't arrived. Listen to what Paul said. Not that I've already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's a mouthful, isn't it? But I mean, wow. That's the mindset. I mean, honestly, here's the most disciplined disciple ever, ever made. That's quite a statement. The most disciplined disciple. Imagine. And what, what, is, what is the apostle, this, this disciple, discipline guy saying? He said, in spite of everything I know about Jesus, in spite of doing all the stuff I know to do, I've not yet approached the real intimacy that I'm looking for in Jesus. I've not arrived yet. I'm, I'm not where I want to be. I've not obtained what it is I'm looking for. I mean, I understand that, uh, that I may know him, the resurrection, uh, suffering. I've not attained these things yet, but that is my one desire. Paul is saying, here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to worry about my past. I'm not going to worry about the rest or rest on my past achievement, my laurels. I'm going to press on no matter what. Church, that's the message today. I can't promise that the Mariners are going to win. I can't promise anything, but I can promise you this. If you'll press on in Jesus' name, he will meet you there. You need to say like Paul, I press on because I belong to Jesus. You know, you don't have to say this out loud, but as I say them, think about them in your own heart. No matter what 2022 brings my way, say these words, say, I know who I am. I'm a child of God. Jesus died for me. He rose again for me, and one day he's coming back for me. Say this in 2022, I know what counts. I know how to count. I'm like the Apostle Paul, I consider all these things as nothing, save knowing Jesus. Be able to say these words, I know what's important. There will always be some person out there, including we pastors who want our 15 minutes of fame like everyone else, and so we're willing to say foolish things. You need to know what's truly important. And usually what's truly important is a relationship with Jesus Christ and his church, his body. The only things that are gonna last will be my relationship with Jesus and, and the body that I am a part of. Know what's important. Say this in your own heart. I know it's not what I know, but who I know. And his name is Jesus and then say these words as we begin 2022. I know I need to keep moving, growing, building, training, discipling, and reaching for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And then the way forward number six, and, and again, you can change these titles for whatever works for you. Uh, and I, I make this one not first person, but all of us together. Let us hold true to what we know. Let us hold true. Friends, before I read this, let me just say this. There will always be something new out there. There will always be something more to catch our attention. You know, like I said, or that little shiny ball that we say, ooh, look at that. But the message of Jesus Christ never changes. The word of God is the word of God. And in 2022, if you're going to find a reliable source, I suggest the Bible. I suggest the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And if anyone 
me or anyone on our team or if anyone out in the church world steps up and says, you need to focus here and not there, then you, are, you, need, to, you need to align it with what you find in Scripture. Is that okay to say? We need to quit messing around. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if, anything you think other, if any, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what it is we have attained. Paul is saying, hold true. The problem with frail humanity, and that's me, is I tend to get distracted, and if I know I need to go this way, but sometimes I go that way. And the Holy Spirit needs to meet me back on course to hold true, true north. Sometimes I'll find something over here and I want to go that way and the Holy Spirit has to bring me back to remind me of the words of the Apostle Paul. Paul said, hold true to what it is you have. 2022, if the church is going to be the church, if we're going to make a difference out in the world. uh, uh, What's his name? uh, Michael Gale, in reviewing uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book, The Tipping Point, made this observation. He said, we can witness history or help it or change its, or help change its course. We can witness history or help change its course. 2022 is a tipping point for stepping over the witness line to participating in sculpting, sculpting that future. You know what I want to do? This is just me now. And then you, you align it, see if it makes sense and if it's scriptural. I want us, instead of being so angry with culture and, you know, if I wanted to, I could, honestly, it wouldn't take me, someone like me, anything to get you up and motivated and angry over some stupid little thing. I could make you feel like the most oppressed person on earth if I wanted to. I mean, it's just, that's what people are doing out there all the time. And, and people are sucked into that. I, I, don't ask me how. I think it came to my email and it was someone posted something and I looked on it and it was the dumbest thing. It was such a huge distraction. I was thinking, really? And by the way, when people post stupid, don't go on there and say you like it. It just encourages them. <laughs> just stop it. Just don't do that. I mean, don't write anything if you don't want to, but dear Lord, don't encourage them. 15 minutes of fame. Instead of fighting culture, let's win it. Let's win. See, the people you work with, if they don't come to know Jesus, they're going to die and go to hell. How's that for a a 2022 thought? If we don't win them to Jesus, they're going to die without a savior and they're going to die. And they're going to be lost forever. So... If you want to spend your time getting worked up about something, go ahead, but that's not, that's not the call of God. The call of God is to win people to Jesus. Jesus said, if I be high and lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. That's the message of, of the gospel. Say, well, Pastor Ray, I, th- I don't care what you think. I'm, I'm almost, I'm 64 years old. Don't tell anyone that. <laughs> Cut that out of the tape. Whatever time I have left, I want to help people bring people into the kingdom of God. That they get all mad at some stupid thing. Man, just foolishness. Let Let me tell you, the storms are going to come in 2022. Will you be ready? The only way you make it through those times is to know who Jesus is. Period. It's to be 
working and striving and moving forward to a deepening relationship with Jesus every single day. To develop disciplines and to develop a life that says, I'm going to stay focused. Now, I'm not saying there won't be times you get discouraged. I was honest with my discouragement. Lost a couple of people from the church when I said, yeah, I was struggling. Because pastors aren't supposed to struggle. They're supposed to, you know, just whatever. I'm not saying you won't, but it's the Holy Spirit that keeps bringing you back and saying, let's go. Get up. Get moving. Let's go. Come on. There's going to be difficult days. It just happened back in, uh, can you imagine? I mean, we live here, and our biggest fear is that someday that that volcano is going to explode. But can you imagine living in Tornado Alley, where they deal with tornadoes all the time? Mary's grandpa lived in uh, Dawson Springs near Paducah. We saw pictures of that on the news. The place where Mary's dad, uh, grandfather lived was flattened. The whole the large part of Dawson Springs was flattened. How many think that that would be a life-changing event for you? How many, how many of you would be unsure of what to do next? You've lost your home. You've lost everything. Maybe you've lost a family member. We have people in the hospital today who are battling for their lives. Mark Graham needs a, a miracle of God. I mean, for crying out loud. How do we as Christ followers, how will we respond in 2022? Let me show you a video of this guy. This guy caught my attention and it was pretty powerful. It was on all the news stations. That's a wow moment. He and his family were down in the basement when all this happened. The roof was torn off their home. Everything's destroyed except his grand piano over in the corner. What most don't know, some of you will know, I immediately recognized the song he was playing. It's from the 1970. Bill Gaither wrote it. He and Gloria wrote it. Jesus, Jesus, there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, he's like the fragrance after the rain. The only way we move forward in 2022 and reach this culture, this world for Jesus is when those storms come, they hear us singing softly, Jesus, Jesus, there's something about that name. 
What I'd like to do is, uh, it feels appropriate. Seems like we do it every year now that I think about it. If you can kneel with me, come on. If not, you can get on the side, kneel on the corner of the chair. Some of you don't even have to move at all. The ushers will be by to help us all back up. Since we're already down here, just take a moment and quiet your heart. Sometimes it takes a physical position like this to acknowledge who Jesus is in our lives. So we just humble ourselves in, before the King of kings and Lord of lords. And we're making a, a declaration. We're saying, Jesus, no matter what comes in 2022, I'm yours. I'm yours. And I know I'm not yet fully attained, but God, I want to keep moving forward and pressing into you. I want to not count my achievements. I want to count the moments I'm in your presence. I want to just be with you. I ask that your Holy Spirit empower me, empower us today to live out in the culture, in the community, not promoting what we think, but promoting who you are, King of kings and Lord of lords. No one else, no one else died for me. No one else died for us. Only you. And the Bible says that you rose again. And so, Lord, I embrace your death and resurrection today. And I pray if there's one here who's not yet accepted you, that we would be honest enough to say, Pastor Ray, as I begin this year, I just know I need a Savior. I, I recognize his name is Jesus. Ray, I didn't understand half of what you said, but I just, I feel this desperate calling in my life to just accept the cross that Jesus died on for me. Lord, we pray with them. Forgive us of all the stuff. Forgive us those things which are behind us. We ask your forgiveness. We accept this free gift of salvation. We say, Lord, help us in 2022 to be light and salt, to be those who just share Jesus. However unexciting that may sound, Lord, give us hearts to do that. That when the storms hit, we'll be able to say, Jesus, Jesus, there's just something about that name. May we declare that kings and kingdoms may fade and pass away, but Jesus will remain forever. Lord, I pray one holy passion to become who you're calling us to be. Invigorate, ignite, empower us today. Lord, we look back at 2021. 21, it was a rough year, and I can't promise anything about 2022, but you remain the same. Will you see us through, we pray, as we humble ourselves before you. In your name, we ask. Amen.